Do you ever think about utopia? Do you ever think about ethical dilemmas? Do you ever think about the other people on public transport? Do you ever think about the demise of civilization as we know it? Welcome to Do You Ever Think About? I'm one of your hosts, Candice Jade. And I'm the other host, Merida Violet. Hi, Merida. <laughs> welcome, welcome. <laughs> um, okay, so today we're talking talking a bit of a weird one, actually. However, I dare you, I defy anyone to tell me that this isn't part of the human experience. Yes. Today we're talking chairs. 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 <laughs> As the French say, chairs. <laughs> Sorry. As the French say, chairs. Yes. Chairs. Um, it's a, well, this is a loose fit episode. So, mm. you know, rather than talking about an emotional experience or, or something like that, you know, it's a, it's a physical experience. Something a bit more touchable, <laughs> something a bit more tangible. Yes. So we're talking chairs um, and the interesting thing about it is that I've actually had quite an effect on where we are today, much like the potato, if you have yes. a throwback to one of those episodes. Um, so what do you first think of when you think of chairs? Well, um, t- truth be told, when you first ex- when you first suggested this uh, idea, yes, this was a Candace. This was a, yes, yes, <laughs> and you're Candace. gonna you're gonna guide us through some interesting stuff. I'm excited for that. Um, so I'm probably just gonna sit back and <laughs> relax. Um, but I guess probably the most the number one thing I thought of was just more about the concept of sitting and how it's not that great for you. Um, and then. I also thought about musical chairs, the children's game. I forgot about musical <laughs> <Yeah>. chairs. <laughs> I had a lot of like really borderline embarrassing slash maybe bullying experiences with that at summer camp when I was a kid with musical chairs and I hated playing it. And I was also, I broke a few chairs. I was a giant child, okay? I was a huge child. And I'm not saying, I'm not like saying I was like super like heavy. It was more just like I was the, a woman's size when I was like eight years old. Um, so I broke some children-sized chairs when I was little, and that had a very um, formative, you know, experience on my self, you know, concept. So I guess chairs have always been quite frightening to me. I bet, and like it's kind of funny that you bring that up because when I first think of chairs, and I like my like formative experience with chairs mm. is like because now I look at chairs and I'm like weirdly human-shaped in form like weirdly anthropomorphic to me just like with their legs and it's kind of like a weird sort of like like bound body in a thing and I think I think that's because I was really into Beauty and the Beast (laughs) yeah I was just gonna say that I was imagining the like the the dining chair yeah you know me you know me I'm a bell I've always considered myself a bell um like sassy bookworm reading yes yeah yeah. yeah. (laughs) attracted to beasts no Uh, no I have a real thing of like you should see my Pornhub account there's some pretty um iffy stuff actually especially through lockdown um very beast like I I love it sorry Um, anyway, enough about that. Yeah. Um, I, like, <laughs> anyway, any kid who grew up in like the 90s and watched Beauty and the Beast definitely 
I can see that you've anthropomorphic the anthropomorphized. I actually have like a, I actually have a theory that it's like in the same way that it was like the year after a whole generation of kids who did not get a Hogwarts letter out became emos. Mm. I believe mm. that heaps of like the people from watching Beauty and the Beast is probably what spawned like the furry community nowadays. Oh, <laughs> this is me, people, it. and I am not a furry. Like, and also, no. like, I've kind of just like. Just because I know my mom's listening. Mom, I'm not watching like heaps of beast porn. It's fine. Like, don't stress out too much. It's more the metaphorical beast, you know, a guy who's rough on the outside, but on the inside, he's a sweet little darling. And, yeah. You know, that that's what, it, that's the beast I see. Yeah. And like, she's <laughs> like not too much of a shaver. No. I don't like, I don't dig that. Anyway, no. enough about that. Mm. So anthropomorphic chairs. But, <laughs> but what we're talking about is like chairs for me. Very interesting because mm. they're fucking everywhere. Well, in our world. Yes. Um, famous chairs include the toilet, a throne, oh. the electric chair. Yes, I love <laughs> it. <laughs> Didn't even think of any of those. <laughs> I'm actually wearing my Museum of Death shirt because I was like, there's an electric chair there at the one in LA cool. um, like where somebody was executed. There's stains on it. It's very gruesome. Wow. I fucking love it. So I was like, today's the day to wear my Museum of Death shirt. Wow. Um, with all my serial killers nice. on it, so good. Yes, very good. Um, it's a, but like they're they're everywhere. Even though they're really not that good for you. <laughs> like the position of sitting is actually not super good for you at all. Like, um, it's uh, like and just so we know, we're not talking about people who have wheelchairs. Mm. That is like a very elegant and like a vital piece of technology and has been like awesome. I'm, yes. not, I'm not talking about that. That's yes. a great chair. Yeah, are people who, who have have no choice but to sit. Of course then, sit. Please, yes, be please my guest. take a seat. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean the effects of like the ambulant um, and industrialized parts of the world who have therefore become the sedentary parts mm. of the world. Um, and so like chairs, they fuck with your back because they're weakening. Like if they've got the backrest, they like weaken your core muscles. Mm -hmm. And so that you eventually become a squishy stick that hunches further and further to the grave. <laughs> uh, like hip replacements become more likely because you're not using the full range of motion in that beautiful ball and yes. arm. What is it? A ball and socket? Oh, the ball, but yeah, the, uh, yes. Ball and socket <laughs> joint kind of thing. Whereas in like when I was in Nepal and I was welcomed into a women's group and they just said like, here's our oldest member. She was like 98 and she'd kind of been talking to somebody else and just stood up out of a cross-legged with the most like more ease than I ever mm. have in my life. And that is just like the norm because they're using the full mobility yeah. sort of thing. And, and there's a lot of squatting in, in, for sitting in um, Southeast Asia and Asia in general. Which and I Latin think, America. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it keeps you really flexible in your hip region and has that strength building in your pelvis and stuff. Yeah. It's all a good thing because it really We're both is, shaking our hips yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, really our hips because it really is a whole thing of like if you don't use it, you fucking lose yeah. it. You fucking <laughs> lose it. Like my dad had to have a hip replacement and yeah, it's no like shit. just the whole thing. It's just yeah. how it goes. So it weakens over time. Can't spot your body weight um your hip flexors whoops your hip flexors get tighter you get mm -hmm. back pain that's mm -hmm. one of the things not to mention like fucks with your digestion um also like cuts off the poo, poo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah we all know squatty parties hello that's a thing for a reason and there's like evidence to support that the reason that women pee more than men is because the design of the toilet does not facilitate us being able to fully empty our bladder no Whereas like our free free balling standing male standing. mates get to like just do their thing and we have to sit down on what could be called a torture device. Oh, <laughs> this is blowing my mind right now because have you ever noticed 
potty, some toilet talk here, but just on that point, have you ever noticed how, like, when you sit down to pee, you can always squeeze a little bit more out? Yes, and, I have. <laughs> yeah, like, and, like, no matter how, no matter how done peeing you think you are, you can always, as a, you know, the, uh, the vagina having experience mm -hmm. you can always push squeeze a little bit more out yeah that's because of the city bit there's like yeah. a little bit that's like collecting there and kind of like a pool that just can't up. yep can't get out interesting and, uh, isn't it <laughs> uh, yeah so it's not our fault everybody on a like yeah. road trip where we're on the way to something you gotta pull over and pee again it's not my fault the man <laughs> the man the industrial man yes. created this thing so that i have to stop all the time and that must be why squatting to pee like at a festival or if you're camping or or whatever like I look forward to that I love it so much it's so freeing and I I really even especially during my younger my younger my 20s of when I was partying a lot I really prided myself on being able to piss anywhere like mm. being like just give me <laughs> just give me any sort of darkened corner I used to pee behind cars outside of clubs so frequently and I just loved it I'd be like guess what guys I can just piss right here and it was <laughs> fine that's a very uh, do you know the slits like Ari no. up she's like uh it's Patti Smith's daughter as well, like total punk from mm -hmm. the 70s. She loved pissing on stage. She had such a thing for it as well. It was the real like punk, so, yeah. like the slits being this the really slits, aggressive, yeah. aggressive sort of like girl band that were like kind of challenging sometimes to listen to, but pretty yeah. fucking cool. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, pi yeah, I've been with somebody and they pissed behind a car as we were crossing a pedestrian crossing. She pissed behind a car before it took off on the <gasps> green line. Fucking brilliant. Oh my God. Amazing. I feel <laughs> I, like I know who you're talking about as well. Cause I, and cause I was drunk. I took a photo of like the stain on the road and I've looked back on it. I'm like, well, this is a great photo. Yeah. <laughs> This is a memory of a great empowerment movement right now. <laughs> yeah, Preston living. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is like, and this is where it, like there's a bit of cruel irony, mm. um, is it really fucks with your circulation because it compresses like around your spine. Mm. So you're not getting the full circulation, which makes you tireder. And the irony there is that we insist on chairs in offices and schools and wondering why everyone can't maintain focus. It's because you're sitting and you're not getting the blood that you need to your, and oxygen to your brain. Your brain. Interesting. And, you know, when we say like, oh, you're tired, I might just continue sitting then because I'm so tired. Yeah. So it feeds into itself. Yes. Now, and like, OK, I'm not saying this to bum everybody out because like chairs are great. I do love a good couch. Mm -hmm. I like a good chair. I've been to like the NGV where in Federation Square in Melbourne, they have a permanent chair collection. Mm, it's awesome. Cool. I highly recommend popping down there if like if you can and we're open and you're allowed. <laughs> um, like there's some cool chairs down there. And I'm not just saying it's bum everybody out. What I'm trying to bring back to the point is like, how, how did something that's pretty bad for us become so pervasive? <laughs> how on earth could it have happened? What's the story there? Well, like so many things. Yes. It comes down to cultural, like cultural reason and mm -hmm. pretty much people just trying to get laid and show off how fucking good they are. <laughs> At least, like everything, am yeah. I right? Yeah. Surely, surely capitalism played a role too. But like, actually, like way, way later, it's not so yeah, much right. that. Like, um, well, yeah, but like early because it was mainly like okay, the early, like the oldest chair that we know now mm -hmm. is like um from the fourth dynasty in Egypt, belonged to Queen Hetafiris the first, and it was made of gold. But oh, like wow. a throne, a th yes, a throne. Yes. Um, but it doesn't look like the ornate sort of thrones that you see in like later in the Renaissance and like the. It's not like a Catholic throne where okay. they get all involved with like a whole fucking thing. It's yes. not that. It's a very like simple chair okay. that you would 
probably see in like it doesn't look that different to like that dining chair okay, really yeah. except with some arm things it's quite like simple pretty simple timeless um <laughs> And, like, it was really just, like, beginning because it was a status thing. You had to, like, either be elevated or show everyone that you're rich enough that you can afford a chair because mm. most of them were made with, like, gold or ivory or really, like, luxurious sort of materials. Oh. So it was a status symbol and it remained that way for fucking ages. So, like, this, this is what I love about, like, thinking about with humans is where our, like, animal, animal-esque parts of us collide with like our arrogance and innovation because it's the same it's the same as like those amazonian like birds that have like the striking plumage and they're just trying to get like their dicks trying to get a fuck yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) they're just trying to get it and also like assert dominance and just be like this is my tree this is my thing like we do the same thing but because we're like adapters and innovators and builders we just do it with like stuff Mm. around us and like nest with stuff just to show like look Yes, and you think that you're doing it by for some like you know higher purpose of like some rational logical thing of like no 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 it's better for the body when we sit in the chair when really it's like this primitive like show off I've got status and therefore I'm going to reproduce more I'm more likely to reproduce like that's it that's the real underlying thing and what's funny because like the culture like after the Egyptian thing it kind of like yada 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 on for Mm -hmm. like few hundred few hundred centuries Mm -hmm. um, until like Greece, where they like in the pretty much like it was really just classed for the pharaohs or whoever was okay. like calling the big shots, pretty much. Um, and then like Yard is on a bit to Greece, where like they create this what was it called? This awesome chair um, that was called the Clismos, which is sick. It like features really beautiful curved legs and curved back, and most art from that time you can see the gods Ooh. and goddesses ah. of like sitting on this chair. But they also had like, you've probably seen it. I can't remember what it's fucking called, but it's like this um, curved chair, which is where like politicians sit. But they purposefully made it uncomfortable because they felt that like the leaders and like the war, like the the strategic war people and stuff, like generals, mm-hmm. they didn't want them to be too comfortable because they shouldn't like it shouldn't be too comfortable. They have to do their fucking job ah. and they have to like. <laughs> it was like a democracy thing of like, oh, excuse excuse us, like you're not a king, you're you know, a representative of us, the people, and don't get too comfortable up there because we can kick you out anytime we want. That's exactly it. I love yeah. it. So, like, yeah. So The Greeks got- were on to something when it comes to, like, government in some ways, wouldn't you say? Oh, my God. Like, I was reading, I had to do, uh, just a quick, like, digression. Yes. That I love it. It's like, I recently just had to do an assignment on persuasion and therefore rhetoric, which mm-hmm. was, like, developed um, in, like, as a form of democracy. Rhetoric is, like, part of democracy because you had to have a certain amount of people to all decide on like a thing because they were a democratic society. Yes. So rhetoric and the art of learning rhetoric was so that everybody, that every man had the ability to be able to put forth his ideas in a way that would be able to be persuasive so that everyone could have a like equal say. Yes. And like a shared and like, you know, like people needed to understand rhetoric so that they could all have a shared concept of reality. Like we talked about before a few weeks ago, you know, like a society cannot function if people do not have an equal understanding of what's actually happening. Yeah. You know? And like, there was a whole, like, yeah, the whole thing of just saying like, everybody needs to know rhetoric so everybody can like discuss their ideas mm-hmm. in an intellectual and like evaluation yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, that's so fucking cool. And not just reserving it for people that were born 
on the yes, higher Yes, the, the dynasties. Yeah, 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 yeah. Although probably back then I think it was still only men who were allowed to have ideas, but, you know. Oh, yeah. At least it was like rich men and poor men who could have ideas. <laughs> it was a step in the right direction. It was, exactly. It was a step in the right direction. Exactly. Um, the concept is fine. The application maybe not right there anyway going back to chairs (laughs) so you're saying they couldn't sit they couldn't um the greek generals and all of their sort of governmental heads had very uncomfortable chairs because they couldn't get too fucking comfortable no don't get comfortable (laughs) but like still like there was thrones and all this kind of stuff as a position of power that kind of like stays too because what a chair is technically because there's like you could probably have a stool especially like when we get into mm. the middle ages or your ass or the yes. ground or like i don't a know bench some like like a long bench well that's where it kicked off in the middle ages right. like everybody was like on a long bench at a table that's what i picture actually i think of them sort of like bubonic plague era sitting on some sort of long bench all coughing on each other and drinking mead oh, <laughs> things have not changed has it <laughs> Time repeats. Yeah, time <laughs> repeats. No, like, yeah, so it was like the idea of a chair, which is something that has armrests and, like, hard backs, mm. is reserved, like, the lumbar support yes. is reserved for people that have fancy backs, <laughs> quite frankly. You know, the kings and their fancy backs. Totally. Like, who has a fancier back than a king? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and so what I wanted to, like, talk about was, like, so that's just, like, the ba- the vague sort of, like, ancient history of like chairs because it all just kind of like stays there pretty much and this is where you're gonna love it my meridizzle yes because we're gonna talk about the industrial revolution oh my favorite (laughs) (laughs) like because it's pretty much stayed like that everybody's just kind of like on like stools or like sitting on their ass or might be forced to like sit on an erection i don't know (laughs) there's heaps of options but like except chairs except (laughs) you can sit any way possible but not in a chair (laughs) Please take a seat. Uh, Not like that. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Industrial Revolutions happens. Yes. And this is big. This is yep. where shit kicks off. Here we go. Karl Marx <laughs> enters the chat. Let's go. Okay. When you, if you're thinking I'm going to talk about Marx, then it's going to... Not, okay, I'm not going to get that into Don't it. worry. I'm going to think about it, though. So, okay, keep cool. going. <laughs> so, what's interesting about the... Like, because this is where shit kicks off. Yes. Is the Industrial Revolution means that there's factory jobs. It's the first time that there's seated jobs. Oh, <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah. Well, I mean, in a, in such a large scale. And this is like, and the other part, the yes. two-pronged is like for the first time they're seated jobs and all of a sudden they're able to make them from materials that are mass produced. Yes, okay. Because I, I mean, I could, there would have been like looms, like seamstresses and stuff before mm. them, but that wasn't like a, that wouldn't have been like what most people were doing. And still more stools. <laughs> yeah. Like stools oh, yeah. is like a pleb, like a peasant sort of thing. Actual chairs. Yes. Ah. Difference. Because yes, yeah, what's the totally. like, definition of chair? Back. It's the back. back. And like we even still oh. use like the whole chair thing in like, it's a turn of phrase now. It still mm. means a patel, like the chair, like the director's chair on a movie set, like mm. um, the, the chair of the board, all this. Like it's still like yes. quite within our language as a way of like shorthanding, like that dude's in charge. The Yeah, the, the status, the high status person is yeah. the chair person. Mm. And the chair person. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> Exactly. We are workshopping it out. We get it. We know what words mean. Okay. (laughs) Look at us go. Um, So, yeah, they're starting to mess around with, like, cheaper materials so that chairs can be mass-produced and made available. So, all of a sudden, everyone 
is kind of able to, like it's all of a sudden accessible to have what was like a status symbol mm. and so it starts filling up more and more houses because obviously like the feeling it's and we do that today as well like people buy these celebrity endorses perfume like kardashian mm-hmm. perfume because they're like this means i'm fancy and technically rich but without the money yeah <laughs> Or like even just the sort of uh, like just that's the way that consumer products go, right? Like, you know, you have something. I remember when my family like when DVD players came out and dad was like, well, we're not getting it the first year that they're around. We're going to wait three years till they're ubiquitous and really cheap and and affordable. And it's like and they've gotten better and they've and they've gotten better. So that's probably the way the chairs were as well. Where It's like it's a new technology. Yeah. More accessible. And this is like because I came in it from an angle, which I'll get to in a bit. But it's like chairs are now like we just do it again and again when we just like create something with the whole like we were so concerned if we could we didn't think if we should and that happens again and again chairs are a great example um as so fun true. as they are so true <laughs> so true and i bet like everyone that ever sat on the electric chair to die that way probably thought some very <laughs> ominous so thoughts about chairs uh, i feel like we're gonna say that about like self-driving vehicles in 20 years be like we know we always thought about if we could, but not about if we should when they've been programmed in to follow the law instead of <laughs> value human life. Anyway, we're talking about chairs. Don't cars have chairs in them? They if do. If anything, you're strapped to a chair <clears throat> in a flying death trap. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and like, like Winston Churchill has a quote that can be kind of repurposed for all these kind of things. Winston Churchill said something about buildings that was like, we shape our buildings and then they shape us, which is like mm. something that can be applied to everything. One thing totally. I've always like been really interested in is Time Magazine. You know, the, I guess the now. The magazine. The magazine. <laughs> it's called Time. Um, used to be a lot more relevant when people read. <laughs> but for a while there, it was very quite respected. People used to make a big deal about the cover of Time Magazine. It used to be a thing. But like, and it's a uh, publication that's been around for ages. Yeah. Do you know what their first review of was of television? No. It was that it was going to be a failure because no one had time to sit down and watch something. Wow. Yeah. And so, like, it's, again, one of those things, mm. like, repurpose our whole lives to fit. And, like, yes. tell, like okay, I'm not getting down on television. Like, I enjoy watching stuff. Yes. I also, like, writing scripts and stuff. I'm not get- – it's just interesting that we yes. just shift our whole, like, behavior yeah. in such – and, like, phones. Like, Well, and, yeah. and that's funny, too, because you think about how much more productive – you can be when you're just because like radio was huge back when TV came out, but you can do other stuff while you're listening to the radio. Mm. Whereas with TV, you're more occupied and like, I wonder if we're going reverse now because things like podcasting and radio is becoming popular again. You I know? think so. I think so as well. And like, but weirdly, like podcasting is becoming such a cool, like podcasting and radio dramas and having like audio entertainment mm. is becoming so popular because people like to do other stuff. Yes, they don't have time. Yeah. and then, But then the other way is like where television, because that's still very much alive and well, but it's evolved into its own thing. Like it's not television anymore. It's screens everywhere. Yeah. Screens <laughs> in the bowels or at the petrol station. Yes. Screens, screens. So it's like weird to think how everything sort of evolves and like yeah. pops up around us, which is why I like thinking about chairs and like yes when like just back on chairs too it just makes me sort of go ding ding like movie theaters like of course chairs became like that those type of things would have grown up together you know like seating comfortable seating in a theater with this new technology which is the moving picture yeah 
you know, like all of that kind of, and cars, sitting in a car, or trains getting invented, sitting in a train, mm-hmm. instead of having to like be on an uncomfortable horse. Yep. Or whatever. Restaurant, like in the 19th century, like 19th century when education becomes mandatory, so all of a sudden we're strapping kids Schools. to chairs. And like original school chairs, like there was a couple of different designs, mm. one of which featured face straps, so that kids could only look forward. No, no, <laughs> really. And then like other ones had seat belts, so that kids couldn't fall out of them. <laughs> Because people's bodies didn't know how to sit in the it's chair so properly. Weird. Yeah, I don't we think need I to find a picture of that to post in the episode description will, yeah, of the like, face yeah. strap school chairs. Face like yeah, it's pretty funny because Wild. it was just all these kind of like weird designs, and even just like people. Because I've been trying, I've been having um, back pain as I've been riding more, and just like so, I've been looking. I might get a kneeling chair, and mm. you can get a kneeling rocking chair, and so Ooh. I really kind of want to get that because it looks kind of fun. Yes. But, <laughs> okay, so. Industrial revolutions. Everyone's sitting around on their ass, getting sore and sore, yes. which like makes them need to sit down more at home. And it's not like sitting's not bad, and a chair isn't necessarily that bad. Mm-mm. But like having it eight hours a day, yeah, it deprives your body of the full range of motion that you need to like be doing stuff. Because normally you should be like mixing it up between like kneeling, sitting, standing, lying, whatever, yes. walking. <laughs> it's all like like everything in moderation. Fine. Yeah, everything in moderation, including moderation. Yes. <laughs> so everyone's like frothing because they can have a chair. Everyone's stoked. You got to have a chair. That's Guys. how you know you've made it. Guys. You've you got to have, invite people around to sit on your chairs. Make them stay. <laughs> admire your chairs. It's fantastic. Um, and like also the freak, <laughs> the frenzy as well is after the world wars when everybody does that thing where they're like super relief is also kind of when advertising started like, Ooh. I know, advertising rears its ugly head again. Yes. <laughs> um, so advertising starts becoming this like thing in like the post-world um, we're settings that we have where everyone's super relieved, also super relieved to be able to have like their homes and be nesting. Also mm. all these like doped up housewives that haven't had fucking sex in ages. Yes. And the only joy they can have is making sure that their house is better than the bitch next doors. <laughs> and do you know how you do that? You have the most up-to-date furniture. Yes. You have dinner parties and show everyone your elegant chairs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that so would have been the time, 50s and 60s, you know, peak interior design of like new age you know those pod chairs came out during that time they're sick chairs those are awesome i fucking love that style they're freaking cool yes and what's funny is like you wouldn't think that it's actually this old but you know what's it called the mon the monoblock have you ever heard the monoblock we've all sat on the monoblocks the Mm -hmm. monoblock is like that white plastic chair that's stackable Oh, like the curved. Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. was invented in 1945. Wow. Yeah, and because it was like it takes three dollars to manufacture. Right. Of course. So, yeah. So it's like, and they're surprisingly durable. Yeah. Super lightweight, but they are like pervasive all through the world. And there was Holy. one quote. I can't. I'll find the dude's name and put it on our sources. It looks like a scoop, right? The one that you're talking about. Like the what? Hang on. I'll show it. Like, like friend of picnics. Hang on. I'm imagining like those, uh, they're like, it's like one piece. It's like a single piece. Oh, okay. I'm thinking of something else. All right. What are you thinking of? I'm thinking of, okay. So the monoblock chair is like, it's got arms. It's got the, it's like a picnic chair. Yeah. Outdoors, you stack them. Yeah. I was thinking of those, like, it's like one single piece of plastic with, with, with no vacant parts in it yeah like how can we describe this to the listener it's like yes. the picnic chair that you stack 
made of white plastic that like they stick on top of, like you see it at picnics everywhere it's but, got armrests it's got like uh, vacant areas yeah like whole like i don't know but that's from 1945 and there was a quote from a design historian mm-hmm. that like um was talking about is like the monoblock chair is weirdly like the only thing that doesn't like that he can think of that doesn't have any like context you look at it and you don't know like if you have a picture of that in a picture you like apart from like the photography Mm. um like quality of it it's something that you actually can't pick the time or place because it's all over the world and it's been around for fucking ages yes and and that now that i see the photo of it we'll put it in the episode description so you can see Mm. that chair it's like i have seen that in every continent every every time you know it does it is timeless Mm. and now but now that i look at it it it's totally a 40s design but in my mind it was like an 80s design you know, it like could have been, you know, I associated it like I thought it was like an 80s, 90s thing. Yeah. Okay. This is what I was thinking of. Oh, totally. The, the Scoopy chair. The Scoopy chair. The Elon series. Yeah. That's, that's what it's called. <laughs> the Elon series at, um, <clears throat> at Kmart. Musky. But, but it's definitely like I've seen, I think there was like, you know, an old, like this was probably the original version of it. <laughs> this is great audio content. Yeah. We're looking at white chairs on yeah. our laptops. We're looking at white chairs on our laptops. While we sit on the floor. Yes. <laughs> Anyway, that one's ridiculous. Like, ridiculous. I just saw the price. Yeah. Thing. But yeah, the monoblock chair, partly it takes cool. $3 to manufacture. And so, of course, it takes off. Yeah. Yeah. They're really lightweight. You can carry them around everywhere. You can do it. They Brilliant. Bought. Stack them. Wonderful. Em. Yeah. And so, like, that was like in 1945. And so, after the whole, like, world thing that's also when there's the freedom culturally to like advertise more mm-hmm. you're also like all the status sort of symbols cut coming around because everyone's not like in survival mode where you don't have to like harvest your nylon stockings anymore to yes. like for the war effort you can have stuff yes. you can have stuff and keep it and in america the economy was booming loving you it know? everyone had there's middle rise of the middle class there was the um you know support for veterans there was all this money coming in from the government and military industrial complex yep they've got time to sit down exactly they've got time to sit down <laughs> and crunch their bowels up and crunch their bowels up <laughs> ain't nothing says war effort like crunched up <laughs> bow <laughs> so like it's 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 weird things are getting like super out of hand um because everyone's trying to develop clever shit to sell to people because the economy is building housewives are like harassing their like working husbands <laughs> to like buy the new like you know what I mean I'm trying yeah. to, like that's just how it was no no uh, yeah <laughs> what I can tell yes with my al- husband may I have an additional funds in my allowance to go out and buy the monoblock chairs please for mm. our lawn the chamberlains <laughs> across the road they got the brand new velour set yes how do you expect me to show my face? <laughs> we already have a patchier lawn than they do. Yeah. How on earth could I survive without a monoblock chair? I knew we should have gone with the evergreen. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So it's all just like cash, 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 yes. cash, 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 cash. Loving it. Love it. And this is kind of it's weird because like you don't think about it, but that's the foundation of why we've kind of got chairs because all of a sudden there's like trends. Mm. There's chair trends. We see that now. Like if you're a savvy hard rubbish picker-upper which is like when yes. like you know to go to Turak and the really rich suburbs because they like have a high turnover of like got it so if you want to yep. get new shit go to the rich suburbs around like um, um when it's the hard rubbish collection yeah. or, or like the change of the seasons you know when it's going like spring into fall yep. or summer into fall rather that's when people get rid of all their furniture yeah it's got to match the sky yeah exactly it's got to match it's got to match whatever they told me I needed to have 
anyway yeah that's very much how it is and like you think of like it's for me i think it's fascinating because like it's so like what oh by the way like my sources come from um a article that was in the guardian and from galen kranz who wrote a book called the chair um and he's another design historian which is an interesting profession yes um and yeah just talking about like how it actually like we've got this real like table and dining culture that isn't all over the world in like Southeast Mm. Asia or like Africa and Latin America still like squatting and doing that like a mate like super healthy for your back Mm. squat is pretty much how people like work a lot of the time prepare food eat like yep socialize relax it's not as if like this chair thing has taken off everything everywhere yeah it's not like it's like a that's like oh that's the natural thing that people do they sit in chairs it's like mm, no not necessarily which is the other anthropomorphic <clears throat> sort of thing about chairs because the way that they're designed they almost like beckon you because it looks so mm. supportive of the body is weirdly like it's deceptive yes yeah no you're right it is it's calling you in that mm. that little nook there for your butt is just asking to be sat upon yeah i'm looking at my chair and i'm like yeah. i've got my fucking eye on you um, <laughs> stop looking at me stop looking at me yeah <laughs> not today satan wicker satan <laughs> yeah and so like that's all happened which is pretty fucking interesting i really think and like even because it looks like it's meant to be super good for you but even the padding is really bad for you because it seems mm. like that's meant to be more comfortable but that means that your like bones and body can't connect with a hard surface and so they squish yeah. around which like fuck more with your muscles yeah that's yeah that's right because you need you need the firm surface to hold your tendons and your muscles and your joints all in the right places otherwise they're just gonna squish out Mm, yeah just squish out that's what i'm imagining like the fat on my butt just squishing around yeah it is weird like and like then it kind of like goes even further and it's not even like that old because it was like what we were talking about before it was like the 50s and 60s so it's like and then the late 70s is when like mm. office furniture giant what was his name herman miller herman miller he commissioned two independent designers mm-hmm. named bill stump Oh, yes. Very good. I love that last name. I just love a, like any sound that is like a UMPF. Yeah, very it's German. Fun. Yeah, I love yeah. It. Right? <laughs> oh, Kampf. Oh, so wait. Am I thinking of Mein Kampf? <laughs> <laughs> is that what I'm thinking of? You know, like Donald Trump yeah. and Mein Kampf. Have you heard that great joke? It's like this great joke. It's like, have you heard of Minecraft? Yes. Yeah. What do you think Minecraft is? Well, it's a game. It's oh, like a no. video game. I was talking about Hitler's second oh. and lesser known book about his favorite craft, <laughs> knitting. <laughs> okay. I didn't realize you were setting me up for a joke. It I worked you were actually seamlessly. Really yes, thank you. Thank you. So Yes, no. Thank you. That was acting. Yes. Oh, so good. Very good. <laughs> um, yes. So Bill Stumpf and mm. Don Chadwick... Who doesn't have as much fun of a last name, no, but I still British. dig it. It's fun sounds, Chadwick. To look, and they, like, he was hired. This And this is where it gets really squirrely because it's kind of like the whole advertising thing where you need to find out, like, why you're interested in buying chairs is mm. largely because this dude wanted to make more money for his company. So he commissioned two designers to start looking for opportunities to make more products so that they can like up their market value by delivering something. And that's how the office chair was made. So it's not like there was like, oh, here's a problem. See, this is is where I get into like the shitty side of 
consumerism because it's like it's one thing if there's a real problem that someone's like going out and being like I've noticed so many people complaining about how they can't be comfortable in their office seat I'm going to design the chair that makes me the most comfortable and try to sell it and hopefully other people will buy it and like it it's like no I'm going to create a problem and make people think that they need this thing to fix it Mm. You know, I mean, and like maybe there actually was a good a good idea to start thinking about the ergonomics of an office chair. However, yeah. I'm sure that that's not what the intention was. Well, and <laughs> like, and in some ways, like it's not nearly as because I'm really down on consumer um, culture as well, just because it's just so wasteful and ridiculous in a lot of ways. Mm. Um, but a lot of the time, these designs, like. Bill Stump and Don Chadwick, they were actually talking about how they weren't, like, it's not this insidious, hostile thing. What they were trying to make it um, an ergonomic office chair about is because they, like, were noticing the lazy boy, which was meant to be, like, helpful for disabled or senior citizens. Mm -hmm. And, like, it does kind of look like it should be really helpful as, like, a makeshift sort of bed sort of thing. But it's actually really not helpful because, like, it's weakening their muscles and then they struggle to be able to pull the lever and then to be able to get up and down, especially mm. because there's so much padding yes. so that they can't actually they get sink up. into yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's all these ideas that, like, it's just that we didn't know and we didn't know because, like, we like it seems like a sweet idea, mm. but it's like these weird, un, like, unintended Unin- ripples. Yes, unintended consequences. Con- 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 this whole episode is like callbacks to other episodes. I love it. Yeah, it's like when the Simpsons do like a clip show every season. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's, it, a lot of times it never is as insidious as it seems in retrospect. Because let's face it, if somebody's mastermind evil plan mm. was to gradually weaken the muscles of a generation, <laughs> it's pretty feeble. <laughs> They would have been successful. They have but been it was successful. Like, there's more than what is it? There's more than one way to conquer a country. There is slowly weaken their muscles. Um, you know, one thing actually, one thing I one of my first thoughts with chairs was, you know, in Wally, the the evolved humans who are just like in their I, little. Mo- have you seen that? Yes, I have, and it made me really uncomfortable. Did, that to whole see movie that. was very sad and horrible, but very also well good. done. Very, yeah. very, very great. But just that- not a children's movie. And yeah, like that whole bit with just like these like no bone, gross, big fat like humanoids it's like why i find it so uncomfortable is because it's happening yeah that's what yeah that yeah that's it's 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 disquieting because you're like oh my god like i could be that person you know like i could easily i could easily spend like less than 30 minutes a day not sitting if i didn't make a conscious effort not to like because i have an office job Mm. and so like i could literally just wake up in the morning go sit in my car get to the office or like if I'm working from home, get up, go into my office, sit down. Like if I didn't make a conscious effort to have to stand up, I could not stand up all day long. And the weird thing is, is like if, because your muscles are actually getting weaker, you feel tired. Yeah. You feel like you need to sit more, but actually like being active is the way to like combat that. Like make like actually like there's a, like a whole kind of movement going on now, which I've been truly like, cause okay, I've been doing yoga and mm. after like, cause I used to have such, tight hip flexors Mm. and after like what's coming up to be about two years I'm finally able to comfortably do a squat for like not even that long Mm. but like a flat-footed squat where I can actually like get right down yeah but that's been like two years of really trying to like open up the hip flexors because my back was just like fucked up that I really needed to start doing something but like there's a whole culture of like you trying to work 
towards doing that for 10 minutes a day to be able to combat the sort of stuff that we've put around us. Yes, I know, I know. I know, it's actually kind of, um, and I, I definitely, man, so I only, I worked in hospitality for 10 years before I finally got an office job. Mm. And I, like, I could not believe how quickly I started having aches and pains in my body. It was, took maybe three months of not even full-time office. Like, I only worked there, I worked there two days a week. And when I went to four days a week at my job before I became full-time, once I transferred to four days a week, I think it only took a month before I started getting really bad upper body, like my shoulders and sort of neck area would get sore. I had lower back pain, which I'd never had before. And then when I would try to do exercise, I would get really sore hips and sore knees and stuff. And I was like, I've always been able to be quite, you know, I've never like been like, you know, some crazy athlete, but I've always had like a level of fitness and sitting just fucking destroyed it. And I was and that was still when I was biking to work Mm. 40 minutes each way every day and still getting out of shape like that. And then I was like, okay, well, I need to do more to combat this. So then I started going to the gym and it was like, I, I have to orchestrate my life around all these ways to try to make sure that I move so that I can combat eight hours of sitting down a day. Because, like, even having a standing desk doesn't – it's, like, even standing for a long period of time, that's probably better than sitting. But what I need to be doing is moving, you yeah. know, moving around, you know, turning my my joints around and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's crazy how quickly it happens to you. And it would have been so easy for me to just, like, just be, like – I was just too vain. I was like, oh, I'm gaining weight and I'm nothing fits. I need to like lose weight. But if I wasn't too concerned about that, I could have easily just been like, well, I guess my hips just hurt now. Yeah. You know, but that's what happens. <laughs> Cause I just have a sore. Older. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I just have a sore back now. I just have sore hips now. And that's the crazy thing. Cause like, it's part of it. Like more about the whole, like how mm. we've shifted our behavior and everything to more facilitate like these inventions mm. rather than them serving us is like we've now in like Western society because everybody gets like a hip replacement, it's become a thing or a knee replacement. We just go like, oh, that's what happens when you get old. Yeah, that's just normal. But just the, get your hip replaced. Pretty, like in other parts of the world, like in Southeast Asia or Africa or in Latin America, mm-hmm. you don't get a hip replacement unless you're like run over by a car. Yeah, it has yeah, yeah. to be an external force because everyone's using their joints in such a way that it is unnecessary. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the same... Um, um, even even with um, the digestive issues that happen from sitting down, you know, like um, people who get like constipated more easily. Have you died? My computer's on its last legs. It's oh, just no. stopped. That's oh, fine. I was pretty much noise. at the end. Anyway, yeah, it's, it makes noise. <laughs> it just doesn't. <laughs> Weird. So fun. Um, so I'm just going to start that up again, but I really yeah. didn't have any more. Oh, oh there it oh, goes. That's weird. Good stuff. That was really weird. Mm, yeah, it does that on the reg. Yeah, right. Yeah. So enough about my computer. Thanks for holding in for that <laughs> little bit of tidbit into my life. Dear listeners, uh, your attention is always appreciated. <laughs> well, one thing I was going to say is that I also noticed the experience of constipation happening more that I was sitting more. And sorry, really? again, toilet talk, people, but it's real. It's legit. Yeah. Everybody poops. Everybody poops. And I'm going to say, I started to go, oh, like constipation. This is a thing that I've got a problem with now. And so now I've also, another thing I've had to do probably as a result of sitting is have to have like a weirdly like obsessive level of like consciousness of how much fiber is in my diet Mm. because (laughs) probably because I sit all day long, you know, and I definitely, um, now it's like, oh, I guess you just have to eat like five handfuls of cabbage every day for the rest of your life to deal with how much you sit. Like, mm. 
Yeah. No, because I had the same thing. I had to get, I got weirdly obsessive about fiber intake as well. Yeah. Tram driving. Yeah. Where you're like strapped to a chair. Yes. For eight hours a day. And it's like. And you couldn't stand up or do anything. Right? There was, there was some like in the D class trams, um, you like, if you're in stuck in traffic, you can stand up if it's like proper. Well, you can't really like if you're stuck in like a rally, you can stand mm-hmm, up in there. But mm-hmm. no, you can't really stand up. And no. it's like those chairs are also like horrifically uncomfortable after a while as well. Like yeah. you can adjust them so that they can tilt forward and all that. But it's like really hard. Not to mention in the D class chairs, which are like German um, designed. And they're great. They're so much fun to drive as well. You control them by a joystick, unlike cool. the old ones where you can avoid them with foot pedals. Just a little bit of tram trivia cool. for everybody. But like, because they were designed in Germany, they were designed for like German conditions. So it's like a velvet seat. So it's no consideration for an Australian For how summer. hot it, it's going to be like 95 degrees in there. Yeah. Huge windows that like open right up, no way to crack the windows. And so you're like exposed in the sun in this like huge velvet seat. And like the air conditioners are always like not, you know how you've ever gotten on a tram and it's really hot? Oh. We're feeling it too. Because oh <laughs> you can't control. And it was like, no way. And that's why like the new E-classes, the big ones going around and they're all like, Melbourne made for Melbourne. It's like they're just saying that they put a window you can open in there. <laughs> I do like that they're Melbourne made though. Like, me too. Why do they need to produce them somewhere else and ship them all the way here? But do you know what was dumb? Hmm. This is just going to be me bitching about my old job. Okay, the E-classes, great, fantastic, except they were too ambitious. And so most of them didn't fit on all the brand new platforms that they made. So now they had to rehaul all the goddamn no. platforms because they didn't take like... But no, why? Who didn't who, who didn't, didn't measure? measure? <laughs> why? Why does this stuff happen? Like, no, it's so why does like, this stuff happen? Yeah, it's like, no, we're gonna make it like eight carriages. It's oh like, yeah, that's God. super cool, but like it doesn't fit on these new oh platforms that you just spent millions of dollars make hundreds of millions of dollars putting everywhere. I think we should do an episode on project management. Why the <laughs> fuck not? <laughs> like if we're gonna do one on chairs. Yes, I know, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, why do every does every project go out of time and over budget? Like, yep. good <laughs> with questions. Like, people don't plan anyway. So maybe planning is the topic. Anyway, um, <clears throat> yeah. And so that was pretty much that's pretty much how we've gotten here. Yeah, fuck yeah, that's very interesting. Oh, and you were mentioning well with Herman Miller. Can I just give my my Please, little factoid? Yeah. I did I did a minimal amount of research, but I was just thinking about. I was like thinking to myself, what's the most sort of quintessential office chair? And what came to my mind, what probably comes to a lot of people's mind, is the Arion chair, mm. um, which is designed by that company, Herman Miller, mm-hmm. and by those two guys, Don Chadwick and Bill Stumpf. Stumpf. Um, and that, so if you can picture it, it's like, uh, it's got, you know, two armrests and they're usually black with like a mesh back. Yeah, because they got rid of the padding. Yeah, exactly. So no padding, no padding on the bot. It's just got like a scoop butt and it's got a, a mesh back that's like very ergonomically shaped. Mm. And they, you know, they, they rotate on all these different dimensions. So it's like it goes up and down, but it also goes the lumbar in and out. You know, it's very fancy. They're like $1,300 for a chair. Yeah. Um, it's going to fuck you up anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I just found a funny little tidbit. Um, so the Aeron chair, which is the modern office chair, um, it's uh, been called America's best-selling chair as of 2010, and it was featured in the Museum of Modern Art's permanent collection. Mm. A 2006 article in the New York Times magazine called the Aeron the dot-com throne. 
writing that the chairs became shorthand for the countless companies that didn't have a clue how to make money on the internet, but man, did they have the know-how to set up a cool office. The Arions were so popular that after the dot-com bubble burst, one commenter described the piles of unused chairs as reminiscent of a corporate graveyard of office furniture. The big volume of sales led Herman Miller through the uncertainty following the bubble. Ah. <laughs> so, like the dot-com bubbles burst, but like this chair company was killing it. Um, and as of 2016, Herman Miller had sold nearly 7 million units units, and more than a million are produced every year. Like the, think of a million, that's like a fucking lot of chairs. It's a lot of chairs. For $1,300 a pop as well. Do you know what that reminds me of as well? Is like, I remember one of my favorite plays ever is Cyrano de Bergerac. Mm. It's like, have you heard of Cyrano de Bergerac? The nose. I, we read it in French class in school, but I don't remember really what yeah. it's about. <laughs> and so like, and everybody would kind of like have an idea about it, even though they don't realize it, because it's been one of the things that have been made satire on mm. heaps of different um, things like The Simpsons. Basically, it's the story where like the original story of someone on a balcony whispering, like falling in love with someone at the bottom of the balcony mm. and they think they're falling in love but there's actually someone in the bushes that's whispering to them the sweet nothings that are actually winning the heart of the person yes. on the balcony. Yes. <laughs> so that's Cyrano de Bergerac. And I saw a production of it um, at like eight, year nine. It was so fucking good. And the dude that was in Lord of the Rings played Cyrano and it was just amazing. Oh, cool. Like um, what's like the dude, redhead dude that dies in the first movie, like Sean something. Oh, yeah, Sean Astin. <laughs> I think that's his name. <laughs> he was in The Goonies as well, That the... In the, he was a child actor in the 80s? Maybe. I don't know, just like, just double check. Ooh. He was um, Frodo's friend, not Frodo. Who was the guy in Lord of the Rings? Frodo? <laughs> Frodo, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I was thinking Bilbo. Yeah, no, Frodo's friend. We'll probably cut all this anyway. <laughs> um, no, we can just clean it up. Oh, whatever the fuck. Um, the... Okay, it doesn't even matter. Because James McAvoy is playing him now. Hot. Wow. Okay, so... But in the set, it was an amazing set for this um, play, but it was all made out of chairs in like, as in like, it was a set that was like all these piles of piles of chairs glued together. And it made this like at the beginning, the whole thing is made of these chairs that just gets like smaller and smaller. And as they go to war, which is the final scene, it's like all these broken chairs and it was meant to like um mm. represent like the chairs were representative of like the bourgeois class that had finally become crumbling during the war and it was like this idea of like fallen elegance and wealth oh very like i love metaphor. it yeah, yeah. cool <laughs> i like really cool. metaphorical like like yes. backgrounds where there's like symbolism all yes. that i swoon <laughs> I love that. That's that's really cool. I didn't know that. This particular production, mm. like that was just how the stage design decided to like represent this cool. falling like elegance. It was fucking sick. Falling chairs. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's kind of like reminiscent of the dot com bubble graveyard of the fallen chairs. That's what <laughs> reminded me of chairs. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so it's kind of like this old thing and like chairs, like as they say, it does like really in my mind represent just this time, like this lesson that we don't seem to learn about trying to make progress and like kind of not taking a step back like social mm. media for me is one thing where I'm like we were so concerned like do I need to know about the fuckwits I went to high school yeah. with and like do I need to know their political views no I don't and like like it's just weird why like it's one of those things like do I need do I need like is this actually progress or is this just flamboyance capitalism Capi <laughs> consumerism <laughs> maybe Sorry. she's born with it maybe it's capitalism yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Um, yeah, that's cool. So that's all I've got on chess. I love it. It's a great history. I think um, I learned a lot there. And I learned a lot about um, the sort of symbolism through time. Isn't it yeah. weird? Yeah. It's weird. How, it's, it's something so so in, seemingly innocuous. Um, one, thing, one thing it makes me think of, uh, I had a friend who um, told me that whenever they would take uh, hallucinogen drugs. Um, can I say that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, the, okay. So they told me, that, <laughs> okay. I had a friend who told me that the last time he took a hallucinogen, hallucinogenic drug, he was on a train or he saw a train pass by, but whatever it was, he basically like tripped out for three hours on the idea of how the seating in trains and just like the wider idea of trains that like when you're sitting in a chair on a train, you're sitting on the sum of the technological of the like all the ideas and the labor and the um, innovation of like hundreds and hundreds of people before you. Whoa. And yet now it's just this thing that's mass produced and like no one puts any thought into making it. But yet you're in this seat and it's like the shape of the chair, the way that it fits into the train, the materials that it's used with, it's just like how many hours of time and labor and how many ideas did it take for a person to get to this thing that like no one even thinks about now. Yeah. And he, he told me that he would just like, he was like, he was like, I actually like don't like taking hallucinogens because I think about that kind of stuff too much. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fun to think about that. I know. Like, I love thinking yeah. about that kind of stuff, but, yeah. um, but like, yeah, that's, I think about like, um, seating in that I think about that as well <laughs> I remember once like when I was on my way because I used to catch public transport when I was a tram driver or I'd be like riding my bike mm. as we know but like there was one time where I'd found a chair and it was like a day that I'd like happened to be on like catching the tram back to where I lived and I'd found a chair in hard rubbish and so I took it on the tram and sat on it <laughs> and <laughs> I was just like realizing like that looks like I'm in a Yarra Trams universe, uniform, like, uniform and it looks like I'm too fucking good to sit with this chair. so I bought my own chair to sit on. I love that. <laughs> Like bright uh, orange hair, just looking like a psycho. <laughs> like, do you actually work for your trams, or are you some sort of? Um, yeah. Well, so yes, I hope everybody enjoyed that and maybe mm. learned something or didn't. It's up to you. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's our takeaways? What do we want? What do, what do we want people to take away? Sit less. Squat on more. A, squat more. Yeah. <laughs> Sit less. Squat more. Yep. If you haven't peed outside lately because we haven't been, you know, camping or partying, I just go, go do it in your backyard. And honestly, I love peeing like outside squatting because it's just so nice to like take stock of nature around you, especially if you've got a nice bush to look mm. into. I'd like. Maybe. Unless. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you shave. No, like I'm kidding. I'm talking about like um, foliage, you sick fucks. Like. <laughs> So that's my takeaway. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Be, be picky about where you're copping a squat. Yeah. Whether that's on a couch or thing. If you're copping a squat and you're getting tired, maybe you should get up and go for a walk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Guys, don't forget every 30 minutes you're supposed to get up and walk around when you're when you're working in a chair. Mm. So don't let your boss tell you to sit back down. You get up. You walk around. Yeah. If you not, shake it out. Yeah. Shake it off. If not, yep. it's proof that your boss hates you. Go play with your you dog. Do yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so that's what I got. That's great. Love yeah. it. <laughs> um, 
that oh no i was gonna say next week we're not gonna be on but that's not true so yeah cool cool well let's just say you're there great all right thanks for listening thank you bye hey thinkers thank you so much for supporting our show we would really appreciate it if you could hit follow and share with anyone that you think might enjoy it as well Big thanks to Someone for designing our graphics and Scotty Rudderman for uh, mixing our opening track with music from Frook. Once again, please write in your thoughts, your experiences and your stories. These are for our upcoming mini-sodes where we revisit the topics from your perspective. Our contact details again are doyoueverthinkaboutmail at gmail.com or 0499 860 397. Till next time, keep thinking.